0: You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. That's what my wife said to me. I was pretty choked after the West Final, and she says, at least you're not an Elks fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it could be worse We are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Travis Cura. Brazilian Ty is here as well. This episode of Two and Out is brought to you by Rumi. Hey, maybe you've got some cold drafts in your place, some flickering lights, mysterious leaks. If you really want to know what's going on in your home, Rumi's Ask a Home Inspector service can help. Connect with a certified professional home inspector by phone or video call and get your questions answered. Rumi will let you know what's easily fixable with a little DIY or when you might need to call in some professional help. Visit rumi.ca that's dot C-A, and book your Ask A Home Inspector appointment today. Join two and out for CFL Fantasy and CFL Pick'em and show Kura and Ty what you got. They are what we thought they were. Just click cfl
1: c a. Enough from talking about it. There has to be consequences.
0: And pick'em.cfl.ca. All right, Ty, before we start talking about the games, do you want to spend a minute or two crying about uh, late season football? Uh, nope. And the weather? And nope. uh why we shouldn't be starting the season around Easter and why <laughs> Here, here's here's my thing. <laughs> if there's three feet of snow at Lambeau Field for an AFC championship, NFC championship in uh In January, that's called home field advantage. (laughs) When there's cold weather in Winnipeg in December, it's let's move the entire season up so we can avoid this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like nobody ever complains about the NFL schedule. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) you know, I you. The only complaints I ever hear about the NHL schedule is maybe playoffs going too late into the summer. Uh, Basketball is just whatever. Uh, resting players on back-to-backs, I guess. But, yeah, just let's let's just move up the whole season because there's a little bit of snow. Like, yeah. you play a game outside that you can be played in the snow. Like, it's not that big of a deal, guys. Dress for it.
0: Everybody in Canada has winter gear. And you know what? This is kind of what we expected. Like, when the season started and we saw the Grey Cup was going to be December 12th and that mm-hmm. there was a good chance the West Final was going to be in Winnipeg on December 5th, I mean, and all things considered, I mean, <laughs> the players put on a hell of a game. I, I noticed a lot mm-hmm. of pairs of shorts on the rider sideline. I think they, I think they were ready for it. Yeah,
1: I mean, the players—they're out there moving around. You can—they're wearing those damn baggy sleeves, which is ridiculous. <laughs> that is a hill I will die on. Uh, but I mean, you're moving around, you're doing stuff. I mean, yeah, they're going to be fine. It's the, the, the players don't want the season moved up. They don't mind playing in the cold. I'm sure. I mean it sucks to get hit, it's gonna it's gonna sting a little bit more, oh, yeah. but you know, it especially if you have a ba- if you have backs like Andrew Harris and William Powell, these these bad weather games are are perfect for your offense.
0: Hamilton Tiger Cats go into Toronto and they have earned themselves a spot in the gray cup. They're gonna be playing in front of their fans at Tim Hortons Field after a twenty seven nineteen win, with, which should have been won by Toronto. Let's be real here. <laughs> it was 12 nothing Toronto at halftime. But at least on one of those field goals in the first quarter where the Argos are basically kicking 10-yard field goals. And they were, they were hyped. And I know it was with a Hamilton de- defensive line that is almost second to none. They were hyped up with how good they were on short yardage with the big quarterback, Antonio Pipkin. And I kind of get it, kicking the field goal more on the road, but you needed to have that killer instinct, I think, to open up a bigger lead, and they didn't do it. At least on one of the two where they were shut down way, way deep in Hamilton's end.
1: Yeah, it comes back to bite them. Like, I mean... Yeah. It's it's deflating to an offense to kick a 10-yard field goal. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And it takes
1: away any it yeah, you can have that big drive and, and you only come away with 3 points. It's like it, it's like what a waste. Like they had a chance to put a lot more points up on the board and they just kind of choked it away early.
0: Now, I know your take on this whole thing. <laughs> Toronto was almost without their starting quarterback McLeod Bethel Thompson. Mhm. Oh. Looks like it doesn't really matter, does it? Uh, it doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter now. I know there would be a lot of kitty cats crying over sp- spilled milk if uh, they ended up losing this game. But uh, uh, my take is just it's it's on MLSE and it's on the CFL. <laughs> and I, I, yeah. I don't know if that would have been, well life's not fair, but punishing McLeod Bethel Thompson for something he didn't want to do and that he was told to do. It's kind of funny because MLSE does nothing. For the Argos. They actually try yeah. to have less people in BMO field. They don't open up all the tickets all at once. And then they're they're charging no. you eighty-five bucks to sit in the upper deck. And then they try they make it as tough yeah. as they make it as tough as possible to like them. Yeah, and and then they finally try to promote the Argos and they screw it up.
1: Yeah, they can't they can't get out of their own way like should he have played should he have played today no and where wherever you stand on vaccines and masks and protocol whatever he broke protocol should the protocol have been changed probably
0: well that's it that that's why it's the CFL's fault because this these right? protocols were made before vaccine passports were a thing they were made before the season and we were kind of told yeah. that they could loosen the restrictions as the season went on and that's why and a lot of did. veterans didn't play this year at they all they did right? loosen
1: some of them right they yeah. did loosen some of them like i mean players can now go to restaurants and stuff like that but i understand you know them not wanting them to go to big sporting events with twenty thousand people you can yeah you're even vaccinated you can still catch it still spread it, whatever uh but i mean if if those are the rules those are the rules could they've been changed? Should they have been? I mean, that's up for debate. But they, we all knew that McLeod—they were going to find a way to not put McLeod, Bethel, Thompson in four days of self-isolation. I think, like, like you said, punishing him for something he didn't want to do, and and you know, he's he was there to promote the East final. Yeah, I know. Uh, sh- should he have been four days? Absolutely, it broke the rules, but. I mean, it's all water in the bridge. I think it. if yeah. Toronto would have won today, it's a totally different story.
0: Yeah, that would be a big storyline going into uh, the Grey Cup here. So I, I think that uh, Hamilton's pretty happy they were able to get the job done. And I don't know if they get the job done if they don't make a change at quarterback. And Mazzoli... Uh, he was off on an early throw. He only had six attempts, four of six for 22 yards. But Toronto's defense, man, that crowd was loud. They had a great crowd at BMO. Yeah. They, they were playing fast. They were all over Hamilton and forced a Mazzoli fumble, recovered it, had the big return. <laughs> if that if that return ends in a touchdown, I mean – it's a different outcome here. I mean, even Jaegera Davis yeah. is is covering DJ Foster and has the big pass knockdown. He might have been the player of the game for Hamilton if it weren't for uh, Dane Evans coming into the game. Now I, I wondered mm-hmm. if if the Tie Cats' offense was going to stumble a little bit if they were going to get Evans in in the second half or what they were going to do. They got him in basically in the second quarter. And he didn't throw an incompletion. Sixteen of sixteen for two hundred forty-nine yards and a touchdown. Wow, yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a weird, a perfect QB rating. Yeah, I think a lot of Cats fans are wondering why this didn't happen a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah, maybe he added
1: two on the ground as well. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, the way that he played in those in this in this game in those three quarters. Make makes you question it as to why when he was healthy he wasn't back in. Uh, maybe they maybe they hosted today. Uh, Hindsight 2020. 20, I think he's starting great Cup though. I I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like has to. You can't pull Jeremiah Masoli after an, after a quarter and put Dane Evans in. He wins you the East final, and then bench him the next week. So I, I don't think it's a quarterback controversy, but I think that it shows that Stein, Coach O isn't afraid to to make that change if if it's deemed necessary and if Evans struggles on Sunday, then we might see Mazzoli come in early too. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, I I don't see how you don't start
0: Dane Evans next week. It's kind of funny because Evans starts the 2019 Grey Cup because of injury. Uh, And he did carry him through the season there. But now he's starting the 2019 Grey Cup because, well, he earned it. He was patient. And Mazzoli just kind of – kind of fell off and wasn't able to get back to that early 2019 self that we saw from him yeah. where it looks like he was going to be MOP that year. And I think it might be his last game as a tiger cat. Well, obviously he'll be dressing for the gray cup and th- they'll get him in there if they need to get him in there. Last, last start. Yeah. Yeah. I, Barring I an injury. That I think that we may have just seen that. And to McLeod Bethel yeah. Thompson's credit, I know that he wasn't able to go to the walkthrough and be there with the team on Friday and he had to do last minute preparations kind of virtually. I don't think he played bad. And even some of those, those deep balls, I know there was the interception from a that ended up getting called back, which I I thought probably should have stood, but uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson, those deep passes it was just great i thought he put the ball in a great spot it was great coverage from those ticats d- defensive backs though yeah
1: yeah i mean if you have a 63 percent completion or completion percentage sorry 283 yards he didn't turn the ball over yeah that uh, was he didn't big. play terrible like you said for everything that he had to go through with you know not knowing if he was he gets told to stay home or he was sent home i'm not sure uh, didn't get to do walkthrough or practice, like stuff like that. For not having a lot of prep time, uh, it, you played pretty damn well.
0: DJ Foster, uh, they gave him 11 carries, but he was only to, able to gain 38 yards there. But he did have 57 yards in reception. So he was clearly a factor. But in the second half, it, the, the entire game changed. Once Poppy White had the big return yep. touchdown and then it was all kind of downhill for Toronto. After that, they got mm-hmm. away from the running game. They got away from, I, I thought using Foster a little bit there. Rogers had to leave the game a little bit and he was clearly big in the game plan, but that Poppy White return, that is what, what ignited the Cats to, to win this game the rest yeah. of the way.
1: Yeah. It's, it just gave them all that momentum, uh, you know, and, when DJ Foster's only averaging three and a half yards a carry, it's hard, yeah, to to keep giving him the ball. Uh, when you have that front four that Hamilton has, I mean, uh, if they can shut down a running game and with only four guys, I mean, it makes makes it even harder to pass. So you can really shut down one aspect, and and it makes your life a hell of a lot easier. Uh, but yeah, when, once Hamilton got going and that offense started clicking with Dane, it it was it was all over. Twenty unanswered. Yeah. I mean, that's. That's hard to come back from.
0: Yeah, all of Hamilton's 27 points were scored in the second half, 15 of them in the fourth quarter. Even uh, the Argos kind of started losing their composure, their discipline. Mm -hmm. They they started taking goofy penalties and uh, just backing themselves against the wall. Uh, when that starts to happen. And I know when you look at it, uh, the the penalties are pretty even in this one. Hamilton had 8 for 93, and I know <laughs> there was a couple roughing the passers in there, one on Laurent, one on Ja'Garrett Davis, so that's 30 yards right there. Toronto had 8 yeah. uh, uh, on 76, but uh, 5 of them on defense, and the timing of them, that was—that that is what really took them out of this game. And you could mm-hmm. tell they were just kind of, <laughs> they were flustered. And the Hamilton had that momentum and it was tough to grab it back.
1: Well, I mean, you're still in this game with three minutes left and you take yeah. 25 yards and penalties on a dead ball. Yeah, yeah. Like, that that's unacceptable. Right there was basically the end, right?
0: Yeah. Eric Rogers came back, six catches, 62 yards. His playoff stats are are crazy. Bonkers. So he wasn't able to play since September, but he's played four playoff games, 16 catches for eight touchdowns. Like, Yeah. <laughs> they kept him out of the end zone here. And that's it. Toronto didn't get into the end zone at all. And if they get into the end zone once, at least take mm-hmm. a shot. It, it just looked like they were just scared of the Hamilton defensive line, which I actually think is very fair <laughs> very fair, but I mean like that that ten yard field goal if you go
1: for it there and and you don't get in, you've still backed them you've you've backed Hamilton within inside their own five, like you're in really good shape, and you that field time, position
0: Hamilton's offense wasn't doing anything,
1: yeah, right, and so like if they were in Hamilton on the road, then I say you kick that field goal all day, yeah, uh. But, I mean, you're at home. You you have a chance to not necessarily, you know, put it out of reach, but you're going to give yourself a bit of a cushion. Uh, and maybe your offense gets a little bit of momentum from that instead of, you know, walking away with three points after, after a big drive and killing time. Like, it's just, yeah. I mean, we say it time and time again that field goals aren't going to win you f- football games you got to get in the end zone, and Toronto didn't, and they're not going to Hamilton next week.
0: Don Jackson had 16 carries for 95 yards, but Jalen Acklin was the leading receiver for the Cats. Uh Yeah, we didn't On see Addison. Uh, well, I don't know if we're going to see him for the Grey Cup, but Acklin had eight catches for 112 yards, including that big touchdown. Uh, do you see how many uh, yak he had? I do. <laughs> Nice. Nah. <laughs> That's all you got to say. <laughs> <laughs> God, so, I'm like a 10-year-old. <laughs> where do the Argos go from here? Like, they, they revamped... Home. Well, the entire team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are, are they going to lose the quote-unquote defensive consultant, Chris Jones? I don't think he's going to be with them next year. Uh, I don't know where he's going to go. Is it going to be Edmonton, Ottawa? I, Who knows? I think we all kind of know where he's going to go. Even I thought it was fascinating. Farhan Laugy and uh, Dave Naylor had a hit before the game saying that Edmonton might even try to talk to Dave Dickinson and dangle the GM role in front of him. <laughs> if, oh. that happened, <laughs> if that happened, if that I, I want, happened. I want
1: that to happen so bad now. <laughs> I was I was too hungover to watch pregame. Like I got out of bed at the last possible second today, so I missed that. No, that would be amazing.
0: I don't know if that's just starting something or if they're if Edmonton's actually going to talk to Dickinson. But mm-hmm. that would be incredible. I think you're not doing
1: you're not doing your job if you don't talk to him.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Edmonton's got options. They've got options. But uh, oh yeah.
1: It's who, it, the, the real question is who's going to want to go
0: there? Yeah, that, that's <laughs> that's another thing. Twenty twenty two is McLeod Bethel Thompson, Toronto's starting quarterback, or is it Jeremiah Masoli? <laughs> Poor McLeod, and like
1: I don't, <laughs> and McLeod just gets screwed again. Like <laughs> he becomes he
0: becomes free agent at the worst possible time. Yeah, absolutely. Like absolutely, it seems every time. We'll see like I don't know if they could possibly keep the the receiving core together. <laughs> I don't know. It might be another Matt, off season of change in that, Toronto and maybe the biggest uh attention will be paid to what's happening off this off the field in Toronto, right? Yeah. Well, that, but I mean for a team like you know in 2012
1: when they won the Grey Cup at home? Yeah. Right, and then the next year they miss playoffs.
0: Well, same thing. Like, no- Seventeen, they win it in Ottawa, and then. Well, and they miss the playoffs. Like, there's no sustained success. No.
1: Right, they make these. They make these pushes. They get. They make a run. They host the final. They make it to the Great Cup. They win a Great Cup, and then it's a huge turnover in the next year. It goes sideways. Like, if you can continually compete and be up near the top of that division, it's going to change. Like your draw mm-hmm. to to the stadium, and, and that can only help. But if you keep doing these one off years, it, it you're you're only hurting yourself because fans know it right away that the year isn't going to go anywhere when you start at one and three, one and four, and they're just going to stop coming.
0: Yeah, they need some uh, continuity in Toronto, they need, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, continuity and and just which will lead to success. We've seen it with. So many at, like look at Winnipeg, look at Calgary, like yeah, yeah, you know, this continual turnover is not helping them at all. it would just if they they can get that continuity, which will lead to success, which will lead to people wanting to come to the, to the stadium like it, it it won't solve all of the issues right away, but it's going to take a big step in to solving
0: those uh issues that they have on and off the field. the western final. Winnipeg Blue Bombers beating the Saskatchewan Rough Riders 21-17. That makes it a rematch in Hamilton, uh, the Bombers. How are you holding up? Going to Saskatchewan. I, I laugh because I don't want to cry. I've got that uh, feeling in the pit of my stomach, so let's just get this over with. Uh, the, 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 <laughs> it's the like riders, when you find a road killer, you have to you know, laugh so you don't throw up. <laughs> so the, well, I think the Riders... Uh, they performed a lot better than everybody thought they would but it was it was mm-hmm. the defense really they were taking the ball from Winnipeg and and that was Winnipeg's strength all year Saskatchewan just needed to to finish, they they needed to put more points on the board. That that that's all. Yep. I mean, that, that's every single football game. But six turnovers, and they basically got ten points off of it. So while while Saskatchewan's defense is what kept them in the game, Winnipeg's defense is what really sustained uh, them throughout this mm-hmm. game as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, ten points off of six turnovers. Well, five five forced and the one turnover on downs, like. That game, like, they should have been boat raced at, at halftime. Like,
0: yeah. Like, some yeah. of
1: those fields, some of those fields they had, like, how do you not put up seven? hmm. Like, I just don't get it. And yeah, they just couldn't make the plays. They, I mean, the second quarter was way different. Uh, it Basically, two different football games. But. You have to, when you have that many opportunities, to put points on the board on just off of turnovers against a team that doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, yeah. You know you have to capitalize, and they didn't. That's what killed them, and that was the only way they were going to win. They had to capitalize on any mistake Winnipeg made, and they just couldn't do it.
0: Well, it kept a minute right to the very end, uh, and so the defense did what it had to do to keep Saskatchewan in it. And at the end of the day, the, the offense is kind of uh, what Rider fans and Saskatchewan probably was worried about here. Uh, Fajardo, 19 of 27, he had a touchdown. He didn't turn the ball over, so he did his job that way. And, and I've heard people talking about Fajardo. Sometimes he will, <laughs> his drop back will he'll he'll drop back further than the pocket right (laughs) so instead of forcing the defensive ends to run around the tackles they just really run at him and it happened a couple times in this game and when it's jefferson and jeff coat doing that to you then it's not going to end well but uh, i guess he did have a fumble so should mention that uh but winnipeg was moving the ball they were moving it early uh, but as soon as they would get to the end zone, <laughs> it, it, it's like it was cursed. <laughs> yeah, Dave, that, <laughs> the
1: ball bounces off a shoulder pad. Uh, yeah, yeah. I understand fighting to try to get that touchdown, but you're already at the two. Yeah, I know
0: the like, Walatarski fumble. You have to know. Yeah,
1: you have to know when when you're being held up by a defender that mm-hmm. guys are coming and they're going to be going after that football. Uh, so if you are going to fight for those yards, you got to make sure that you're protecting that football at all costs. And th- th- they had almost bit them. Yeah. Uh, in that first half, they got lucky
0: to be to only be down by as much as they were. Yeah. And even Nick Marshall, like that was just a bad throw from Kolaros. He. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. He or Marshall was all over Lawler, and he just, <laughs> it looked like it was basically thrown to Marshall. Uh, yeah, it looked so, like Marshall
1: was running a curl.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Lawler had 49 yards receiving here, so he was limited. But Kalaros, it's much like Fajardo's game against Calgary. He threw three interceptions uh, and made the plays he had to make. There was a wide-open Darvin Uh Adams late in the game, 29-yard gain. And, of course, by the end of the game... Saskatchewan's defensive line, they played well. They were able to get to Caleros and hit him, and they were able to limit the run, running game early. But when it's that cold and Winnipeg keeps running it at you, it's going to wear yep. you down. And that's what happened in the second half.
1: Yeah, in the second half, it seemed every time Andrew Harris got the ball, it was eight or nine yards on yep. first down. Yep. And it just makes it too easy of a job for Zach Caleros. Yeah.
0: 23 carries 136 yards he was not a game time decision no but they're not gonna show their hand yeah you know on
1: monday Th- that they're was decided wait, um...
0: probably four weeks ago that he would yeah
1: <laughs> and I, re- I saw a couple things like oh they 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 pull the lightning and he's just kucherov yeah well the if the rule says you can do it why wouldn't you yeah. Yeah. It, there's a there's a loophole there. Uh I would expect either O'Shea or Dickinson to find it. Yep, yeah,
0: absolutely. So. The Riders had a different linebacking core in this game. hmm With uh Micah Tights missing the game, uh their most outstanding Canadian nominee. So that was that was a big loss for them, and so that had Purifoy moving it. that guy
1: <laughs> he can do it all probably probably because he went to the University of Florida
0: <laughs> Gators legend like I I, yeah. I don't get how Ottawa just lets him go for nothing you know and he yeah. he ends up being in Saskatchewan and he's one of their best defenders so Nigel Harris gets into the game and he has an interception and that was Puka. Yeah, he had the big fumble return which I was like, "Come on." Like Caleros is the last guy back. You got to make that a touchdown.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I thought he was going for sure. I'm like, ah, it's, it's Kalaros. There's no way. Wait, what? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the Riders were able to finish that drive, so they were able to bail him out uh, <laughs> a little bit Get, there. You return a fumble 94 yards and yeah. don't score a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's CFL, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I love that. It, the Riders were good on short yardage. They they were good on mm-hmm. short yardage against Calgary. So if the Riders, ooh, we'll see where they go next year. And I think the big question mark probably is Duke Williams. Uh, is he going to be a rider in 2022? Well, I mean, you know who didn't even have a target today? Number one.
1: So does this i don't he's not gonna be happy about that um let's be honest wide receivers are known to be a bit of uh the d word so I'm not gonna say it, I'm not saying that he is, but you know when they don't get the ball, they're not happy, not saying that he's gonna want out or anything but uh it showed that Duke is still uh, a huge weapon in this league uh, you know four catches on six targets, one hundred and eight yards, and a touchdown. That sixty-seven-yard uh, touchdown,
0: <laughs> like that was yeah, actually he got a, a hell
1: of a throw that was from Fajardo, and the and the. I thought like, he under I, I thought he just kind of got rid of the ball. Yeah, I th- I, th- I didn't think it was going anywhere. Um, what you know, a play! He did get a little banged up at the end of the game. There, I think he kind of had. a I think he, his head hit the turf pretty good on that supposed catch. Um yeah. but I, yeah. I think they have to try to
0: sign. I think they have to try to resign him. Well, obviously they do. Absolutely. Yeah. But w- where are the priorities going to lie for the team? I know a lot of fans are going to yeah. say the offensive line. Um, Which is fair. I mean, it if is. You're gonna It's very pay, fair.
1: If you're going to pay William Powell all this money, only give him the ball 11 yards, why? Yeah. I don't think like that money that, can be
0: spent somewhere else. I thought that the offensive line, or at least the schemes that they called – the protection wasn't bad in the playoffs like it was early in the season. And the offensive line is young. They're only going to get better. But Shaq Evans is Mm -hmm. now 30. In 2019, he had 1,334 yards. In 2021, I know it's only seven games, 224 yards and – he was fighting it when he came back. I, I know. Yeah, he I don't think a, he was ever at one hundred percent, and that's probably what it was. So we'll see if he gets the full training camp and he, if he can get back on track next year. And, and mm-hmm. speaking of Duke Williams, that that missed. That's not a catch. That's not a catch. At the end of the game, I thought that was not a catch too, and it could have come up big. Ooh, I I thought that was a gutsy play call on (laughs) third and (laughs) short. two. (laughs) But again, and the writers... Stay on, Jason Moss. They had done that all year on third and short and throwing it deep. (laughs) That's not
1: what teams are expecting you to do, so I get it. Yeah. But if you're going to do it every time...
0: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Eventually, teams are going to catch on. So, yeah, it touched the ground... Um yeah. I I guess it didn't help them. That that's what they ruled anyway. I, I didn't think it was going to be a catch. Yeah.
1: I I didn't think there was any way. Yeah. But this just feeds into the Saskatchewan bias, right?
0: <laughs> well, and earlier it in the game, when Duke Williams was open by about 10 yards in any direction and they they missed yeah. the play. Over. And, uh, when I rewatched that, <laughs> I it looks like Duke he thought the ball was good, and he stopped. He let up. He didn't. If he would have, he, he turned around. Right? Yeah. If you would have kept peddling, running, and once you do that, you're beat. That's a touchdown. If yeah, he would have kept. Yeah, he runs right under it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and the, two, two. There probably should have been offensive pass interference on that catch yeah he pushed them back uh, you're right <laughs> that's a huge push off i'm like what is that and the only reason that i was mad is because i had the bombers on a parlay <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah you can talk about this western final for a long long time mm-hmm. a play here a play there but just missed opportunities for the riders and they gave them the opportunities yeah. uh they just weren't able to finish it and I mean credit to Winnipeg and credit to that defense that has been making the stops Well they made it
1: the, they, they made and they made the adjustment in the second half offensively and stopped with the turnovers.
0: They did. Yeah. Yeah, and the second half has been where Winnipeg has succeeded all year long um even in the games against Saskatchewan where yep and actually the riders hadn't had a touchdown against the bombers all year and they were able to get two in this one. They just needed one more. <laughs> yeah. And how many po- how many points did they score in the fourth quarter? None. Yep. None. Yep. Well, breaking news. When Winnipeg has the ball for half of the fourth quarter on one drive, that yeah, was it's not not ideal. <laughs> that was that was it you look at winnipeg's time of possession 33 minutes and Nine, 48 seconds 906 in the fourth quarter yeah the bombers had the ball and didn't score yeah and that that is when uh, the the rider defense was getting worn down from uh, the the continual punishment of Andrew Harris running at you, Micah or, Johnson. Sorry, that was a, that was the third a quarter. Bit. Sorry, oh the third quarter. Yeah, and yeah. and those slanted time of possession stats are when that mm-hmm. running game is just going to tire you out. So it's just science, yep. man. <laughs> and I know yeah. there's a good portion of people that don't believe in science, but <laughs>
1: yeah, well, especially now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, not only does it, you know, wear defense down, it keeps that clock running, right? And it exactly. just kills exactly. all chance. Like, they had the ball for 11 minutes and 5 seconds in the fourth quarter.
0: Oh, so it was even worse. <laughs> like, how ridiculous is that? Wow. There it is.
1: Like, what are you supposed to do with that? You got had- sketching sketch on the ball for 3 minutes
0: and 55 seconds. No wonder they didn't score. Yep. No wonder they didn't score. So there it is. The 2019 Great Cup is happening again. But the I X I think we factor, called it at the start of the year. Well, I said Edmonton, so let's not talk about that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Oof. <laughs> That's what my wife said to me. I was pretty choked after the West Final, and she says, At least you're not an Elks fan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think it could be worse. It could be worse. (laughs) Hey, you you took Hamilton to the brink. I mean, you took Winnipeg to the brink in a Western final for the first time Mm -hmm. in their own stadium in 49 years. So Bob Irving has been the voice of the Bombers since 74 and has never called a West final in Winnipeg until today. (laughs) Hilarious didn't you want to see him go out with a lost tie oh absolutely i did (laughs) but it's even better because he doesn't get to call the great cup so i mean that
1: works too (laughs) all those bomber fans can bitch and moan on twitter again because they don't understand how radio rights work (laughs) Uh, at least they're getting ahead
0: of it by saying this is his last game right
1: yeah, now yeah, it's not going to be such a surprise to people. But yeah. I mean, when you only make one grey cup every lifetime, um, <laughs> you forget that uh, that you don't get to do the radio broadcast. So I understand it.
0: You know, in the in the second half, it started going through my head where, like, if Saskatchewan does this, it's going to be a reverse situation of 2013, where. Yeah. <laughs> the the riders are whole. If, if, the, if the riders win, am I jumping on Swoop and
1: booking a flight? Probably.
0: Yeah. Hey, Swoop partnered with the CFL. They got those ninety nine dollar round trip flights leaving from I think Abbotsford, Edmonton, and Winnipeg. I'm
1: well aware. <laughs> I was close.
0: It doesn't get better than that. Like I pay more in gas to drive to you know. Edmonton and back with gas to just drive these to the days. airport. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, man, Winnipeg is going to be walking into the litter box. You know, I wouldn't have called it the litter box because I I feel like that's an insult. But yeah, cats fans, I've seen them with signs calling it the litter box, so it, it might be a term of endearment.
1: Well, when they lay another turd against Winnipeg on Sunday then it the name will be apt.
0: <laughs> well, that's that being said, I mean, if if Saskatchewan <laughs> is able to go into Winnipeg and win, I think going into Hamilton and being able to win. I'm not well, Great Cup Sunday gets know. cranked up a little bit more, but yeah. uh, Winnipeg and Hamilton, the X factor is going to be that Hamilton crowd. Hoping for Mm -hmm. their first Grey Cup since the 90s. That's nuts. Like, in a league with only nine teams, I guess
1: at one point we had, what, 14 or whatever it was. But where you think there'd be some parity and they haven't won one in 22 years? Like, that's ridiculous. (laughs) It's wild.
0: It's wild. And, I mean, the the Riders have, what, three? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, a lot of people are going to write off. Hamilton I think from the beginning but a lot of people had Saskatchewan mm-hmm. written off that's why you got to play the games and they got the the x factor yep. of the of the Hamilton crowd right
1: Yeah it, it, like you said it's going to be the opposite of 2013 uh that Hamilton crowd I think is going to it's going to be a huge advantage uh it just depends on you know that that Winnipeg offense with Andrew Harris healthy and that offensive line I don't know how big of a problem crowd noise will be uh, if they're able to control the ball on the
0: ground. It's kind of the same uh, battle in the trenches as 2019, Mm -hmm. but we'll get into it later this week. Uh, I'm just hoping that we get Andre refing. Can you imagine they they missed out on the perfect season because Grey Cup is game
1: 68. Uh, If they could have found a way to squeeze (laughs) one more game in somewhere, somehow, and have Andre ref the Grey Cup, it would have been the perfect season.
0: Okay, so I'm hoping for a fog bowl where the game is tied in the fourth and the, quarter, and then they, they got to play it and on they Monday. Play again? Yeah, yeah, I there like it. Go. I like it
1: because <laughs> I'm on days off. I really, don't, I have no schedule other than the NFR starts at six thirty every night.
0: <laughs> you know, I was. Uh, I think it would have been awesome if Saskatchewan won too, because then no MOP ca- candidates in the Grey no, Cup. Hilarious. <laughs> We are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Giving a shout out today to It's a Conspiracy. And you can check out all the great shows at Network.com. We'll be back later this week. Episode 300 of the Two and Out Podcast. Are we doing anything special? Absolutely not. No. But we're getting... <laughs> But we're getting ready for the great Cup, I, and and I won't be hungover. Yeah, I was going to ask you: Will Ty be as hungover as he is? No today? chance. <laughs>
1: because there are no more PBR cabarets between now and New Year's, so I should be able to
0: uh, recover. All right. All right, buddy. We'll get back to hydrating and uh, take an Advil and call me in the, the morning. The mattress is in the living room. Like I am set
1: for the rest of my. For the rest of my
0: night. <laughs> Rate, review, and subscribe to Tune Out wherever you get your podcasts. We'll get ready for the Great Cup later this week. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.